My name is Sarah Inglis, and I'm a certified integrative health coach. I help people thrive in their bodies and reclaim the health they've always wanted. Each week, I interview people who have a passion for health. You'll hear from health experts, farmers, herbalists, doctors, chefs, and many more. My hope is that they'll inspire us all to tune into our gut and notice how lifestyle and food impact us. Jude Weber works with all genders as a trauma-informed holistic practitioner and coach, specializing in EFT tapping, emotional freedom techniques. Her work and studies integrate somatic experiencing, as well as educating and consulting clients in the biology of trauma, filling in the missing pieces of their journey that are often overlooked. Her passion is in supporting her clients ease their traumas, unhealthy patterns, and limiting beliefs, changing their thought patterns so they can live liberated in their full expression. With decades of experience, education, and overcoming the challenges of her own personal journey, Jude creates a safe and gentle space for vulnerability, honesty, compassion, and for experiencing peace and freedom within. She offers one-on-one and group coaching and mentoring. Jude, I'm so happy to be with you today. It's a real honor to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is one of my favorite topics, and I'm so glad to be dialoguing with you about it. So I wanted to start off by asking you the question that as a trauma-informed integrative life coach, how do you define trauma and what is your approach to helping people heal their trauma? That's a big question, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, you're right. Trauma is a really big topic and are different ways of defining it for different people. And so in my understanding, in my learnings and education, all of that, you know, Gabor Mate defines trauma as it's not what happens to you. It's what happens inside as a result of what happened to you. So it's really about how we internalize our experience. And so trauma through different events or experiences, whether they're big T traumas or little T traumas, They're an overwhelm to the nervous system. So it alters the way we process and recall our memories. So it's not the story of something that happened in the past. It's really the present imprint of that pain or terror or experience or fear of living inside of people. And so when we don't complete a trauma cycle, because there's a cycle that one goes through when there's a real or perceived threat, the energy of the trauma is stored in our bodies and is primarily stored in the muscles and you know, the tissues, the muscles and the fascia, until it can be released. And when it's not released, especially when we go through a lifetime right, of trauma that has happened or continuous traumas, which become complex traumas, this stored trauma typically leads to dis-ease, progressively creating that kind of experience, pain in the body, what, however it's stored and however it manifests by, by being unexpressed. And this was my experience, which I'll go into a little bit later. In reference to how I support people with trauma, and that's in several ways. 
as we mentioned, as an integrative life coach and as a certified and accredited EFT tapping practitioner, EFT is definitely at the forefront of my work. So alongside of that, I incorporate somatic practices that bring about a felt sense of safety and a felt sense of support in the body. And I've noticed that clearly that having added the somatic work, I've seen greater results with my clients. And my clients can actually use these tools to self-regulate when they're triggered or become, or they become activated. What's also great about these practices is that once we have, you know, a practice going and we can call upon these exercises in different ways of regulating ourselves in the moment, we can actually have our nervous system working for us in the background when we have the appropriate support that we need for our body to stay regulated. So when you say that the trauma leaves an imprint inside of us, I guess that can be manifested in various ways. And that's what, especially you're saying, the somatic practice. I'm not sure that everybody listening to this would know actually what somatic practices are, but help release it from the body. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. So a couple of things in response to what you just asked. So when the trauma gets caught in this cycle, like we get stuck in not having the biology follow through the cycle of when we're traumatized, it can get stored in the body and in our cells and in our tissues. So when I say somatic, there's a practice called somatic experiencing, which people get certified in that. And it's really a way of bringing our experience in the body, being able to feel that felt sensation in the body so that we, we, there's a felt sense of safety in the body. Many people, most people, I would say, that have had trauma, there's no sense of safety in the body, which is why they operate either all from the head, from the brain. A lot of people are disconnected or disassociated because being in the body is so scary. Because that's where they have stored this experience in their body. And so somatic practices or exercises is one of the ways of allowing somebody to, to reconnect with the sensations in their body and to develop a felt sense of safety. And we can do that through different exercises. And then there's also ways of supporting the body so that, you know, while we feel the support in the body, I'll give you an example because I do this every day. So I have all different ways that I support my body. I have something under my feet so I'm grounded. I have pillows like under my arms so that my shoulders are supported. My stomach is supported in some way. My back is supported. When I feel that support and that felt sense of support and safety in my body, I can be in flow. If I'm not supported, and I didn't know this until I learned this, how disconnected I was in operating on a daily basis. That's so interesting from so it, a profound sense of literally being grounded. Grounded and also oriented. So I don't know if you've ever heard the term orient yourself. So orienting is, this is just one of the exercises, for example, is for me, it's always grounding my body. And it's looking around the room or the room that you're in to orient to what's there because we use our environment as a means of telling us if we feel safe or not. 
But uh, most of the time, we're not familiar with that until we have the experience and we practice that. So, for example, what I first learned about orienting, it's I was looking around a room and it's really about tracking this sensations in your body as you're orienting to your space. I was noticing that in the one room when I started doing this, my, you know, in my office, for example, there were, you know, papers that were piled or there was like clutter of things. And I was tracking the sensations in my body and noticing that was not giving me a, a sense of safety for myself. So we use our environment as a reflection into our nervous system as to how we can create the environment that we need to experience that sense of safety. Well, that's great. Yeah. And that's just one of the exercises, but that's a really easy one for people to do because you can use this, whether it's in your own home, in every room, or when you're in another office, you know, you're just orienting to what it is where you can notice in your body the sensations and how it's responding to your environment. You know, you also, we do it through the senses, you know, through sound, through taste through obviously the orienting is with our sight touch you know there's all different ways in which we do that and then we are able to support ourselves by creating the environment that brings us safety do you feel overwhelmed with the thought of transforming your health if the idea of creating a balanced diet managing stress and forming new sleep patterns stresses you out don't worry i am here to help as an experienced integrative health coach, I can help you develop signature health strategies that work for your lifestyles and goals. After working with me, my clients have lost weight, improved their sleep, and reversed lifestyle diseases. I'm offering three free strategy sessions before the end of the month. Click the link in the description of this podcast to book yours today. So I, I love the idea of people being in touch with their bodies, really reflecting on the sensations in their bodies through this process, because that's also a, an approach that I use, not specifically using somatics, but of being in tune with your gut. And what's it, what is it telling you? What's the information that it's telling you about your sense of wellness? But this, it's what a powerful tool for people to have to feel safe and to calm their nervous system. I'm wondering now, you mentioned EFT and the tapping. So how does that coincide or complement the somatic practice? Sure. Thank you. I just, if it's okay, I want to reflect back on something really interesting that you just said about having people tune into their gut. Feeling a lot of trauma is stored in the gut which I'm going to go into later when we talk about some other things. But part of this practice is, be, is to be able to get a clearer sense of what's going on in their true intuition, their true gut feeling. So you'll see how it all weaves in. But EFT, my favorite topic, one of my favorite topics in the world, EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it combines elements of modern psychology. So there's some exposure therapy and cognitive thought, talk therapy rather, with somatic stimulation. So we're tapping on acupuncture points. And it can be done with a trained practitioner like myself, or there's definitely ways in which you can use it as a self-help tool. 
So it's commonly referred to as tapping or psychological acupressure because we're using our fingers to tap on the acupressure points on the face and the upper body while we're also voicing the problem or the issue that we want to release. So this could be a negative thought, a phobia, an emotion, or a physical problem that we're having. And the purpose and aim is to find relief and to calm our nervous system to promote healing around the emotional or physical issue that holds us back. So EFT, it's been shown to be incredibly effective in reducing stress, anxiety, depression, limiting beliefs, really used for PTSD or trauma, chronic pain, as I mentioned, phobias. And there's an Australian researcher, a woman by the name of Dr. Peta Stapleton, who's also demonstrated EFT to be highly effective for weight loss and in reducing good cravings. So EFT ultimately works to rewire the brain. When we tap, we're sending calming signals to the amygdala, which is the stress center of our brain responsible for the fight or flight. And it allows both the body and the brain to release limitations from negative experiences or emotions or thoughts or traumas that are blocking us from ultimately creating the life we want. So there's just been extensive research on EFT, and it's really becoming recognized as a fast and effective and very gentle and safe way to work with stress and trauma in the body. And for me, having experienced the transformational work firsthand of EFT through my own unraveling and releasing my traumas, I'm just incredibly passionate about it, hence my becoming uh, certified and accredited and, you know, my work in the world now. So it sounds like that EFT really empowers the person or your patient or client who's taught the technique because then they can apply it whenever they're in need of calming their nervous system. And I guess asking or releasing, vocalizing, I guess, new problems or things that they want to release. Yes. That's a thank you for, because this gives me an opportunity to clarify. And again, you know, anything voiced here is my experience, my expression. So yes, people can absolutely use it on their own. And here's the difference between when somebody's tapping by themselves and when they might choose to use a professional practitioner. When there are, there's a lot of apps and a lot of larger groups and general things out there where people can tap with. And usually that is more of in the moment, you know, they're feeling anxious. They are starting at a high intensity and then through, through tapping on their own, they can bring that intensity down, right? In the moment. When someone chooses to work with a practitioner like myself, you know, or many thousands of other people, they are coming to us because it's almost like, it's like a therapy, you know, it's just the modality that we're using. We are working with somebody's individual experiences and traumas and memories or really trying to get to the root of what the problem is. And because in tapping, we don't really know what is being stored. We don't also don't know what might be revealed or what might come out. So if somebody's just going to start diving into a trauma on their own and something is released from these parts of the brain that are storing and holding on to these, and they don't have a way or a guide to be able to regulate them and bring them back into safety, 
it gets a little bit sticky and a little bit on the dangerous side. So, and it's happened, you know, it's happened to many people where even with professionals, where they're tapping in a group, they're facilitating a group and they don't really know because how would we know everybody's experience is even if the person doesn't know and somebody in the group becomes completely dysregulated and then all the focus and attention goes to this one person. So depending on what somebody's coming for, for example, my clients pretty much are coming to me because they all know that they have some kind of trauma or unhealthy patterns that they can't seem to get a grasp on stopping. So they know that it's something deeper. And so in my facilitation and my guidance as a practitioner, I am guiding them through the practices that tapping teaches in how to gently and safely get to the root of those while keeping them safe and regulated. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see the benefits for sure of working with a practitioner and having that guidance. I would imagine in even voicing what it is that you want to work on as well. That's amazing. I'm sure just like for you or any other practitioner in their field, you know, we're holding space for someone. And I believe that a healing begins just in that sacred space of somebody, the client, having the this feeling the safety to be vulnerable and share what's true for them and guide them through the process, knowing that somebody's really there deeply listening and supporting, I believe is a healing unto itself. And that's where it all begins. So now I'm also wondering how our traumatic experiences are linked to our biology? Because I certainly know as somebody who specializes in gut health that 70% of our immune system is housed in our gut, 90% of our serotonin, 50% of our dopamine is, is produced in the gut. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, what have you learned as a professional over the years and your continued studying about how trauma is linked to our biology? Thank you for asking that, Sarah. A great question. And there's, there's a very distinct link. At the moment, I'm getting certified in what's called the biology trauma, which is really learning about all the systems of the body, all the organs and really more the systems and how having trauma affects the biology and all of these, and all of these systems. So we define trauma as an overwhelmed to the nervous system. And as I mentioned, right, our nervous system adapts to our environment. So there are three states of the nervous system that it can go into in an instant in order to respond to our environment. There's the sympathetic, which is when we experience a real or perceived threat. It's that fight or flight center that I talked about earlier. So it's anxiety, it's when we're activated, we're maybe in panic or hypervigilant, there's anger or aggression. That's the sympathetic state. Then there's the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. We're living in calm, aliveness, we're curious, we're connected, we're healthy, we're secure, grounded. And then there's the freeze response, or what's called the dorsal vagal. And this is the state of overwhelm. It's when we are so exhausted, there's a heaviness, there's depression, we want to sleep. What's the point? You know, our system is shutting down to conserve energy from the overwhelm. So when there's stored trauma, we can live between the two states of sympathetic and freeze. We get into this loop that we get stuck in. 
So we might get triggered by something and we're really activated. And then we're so activated that we just shut down from the exhaustion. And there's many people living their lives between one or two or a combination of these states. So during times of a real or perceived threat, when that fight or flight gets triggered, adrenaline's released. And this is followed by the body's releasing cortisol. So you continue to stay in this high alert state. And there are many people living with chronically elevated cortisol through the sympathetic overdrive, which causes increased inflammation and it affects our biology. And over time, this creates illness, pain, and a host of imbalances in the body. So when there's unprocessed stored trauma in our body, which gets triggered by things in our environment, right? This creates a constant supply of excess adrenaline surging through our system. And it's being stimulated on a daily basis through all of these environmental things that we don't even know we're being affected by. So when the adrenaline is surging through our body, we're also diverting circulation from the gut. So if we're flooded with adrenaline, the body's under attack. It's using all of its resources to orient to that moment. And the ability to digest weakens dramatically because we're now diverting the movement of energy circulation from the gut. And this also affects, is actually affected by certain foods we eat, which are either stimulating or have a depressive function that our body needs in that moment. So we can see how inflammation impacts our GI tract on a daily basis just from unprocessed stored trauma because of all the adrenaline that's constantly surging through. And then the body's response to the adrenaline, coupled with certain kinds of foods that we're eating, just create, you know, this perfect storm in our body. So the high cortisol in the sympathetic suppresses the immune system and it actually makes one more prone to infections or pathogens or viruses. That's all from like the sympathetic adrenaline point system. Now, when we refer to the freeze response, when somebody's shutting down, while the person is frozen, they're also still alert and they're, but they're unable to move or take action against the danger. So this is from overwhelm, you know, something happening that's either happening too much too fast, like a big threat is coming at us, or we're basically operating on too little for too long. So the nervous system becomes overwhelmed and it causes a chronic pro-inflammatory state, which is the overwhelm that promotes disinflammation leading to more biological stress. So when we haven't released the trauma, or completed that cycle, we continue to live and fluctuate between these two states. And with added daily experiences that trigger the traumas in our body, we live with chronic inflammation that continues to play a huge role in our biology. And I love this. You know, my teacher in the biology of trauma certification, she says that our life's experiences are a window into our biology. And I just love that. This has been my experience exactly, which is why I'm so, I so love studying this and educating because I've had traumas from really starting from when I was two years old and how they have just increased over my lifetime, having never resolved any of those traumas. And for me, it started out as a, as a child, eczema, which then turned into asthma, 
which then all of the limiting beliefs and misunderstandings that I brought into who I was and the fear and terror that I lived with created a 25-year eating disorder in which I almost died twice because the trauma was just so embedded in my body and the eating disorder was a coping mechanism. And when I finally resolved those behaviors of the eating disorder, the trauma, which still had not been resolved, you know, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, all of that, all the trauma that was stored in my cells, in my body, had nowhere else to go. So as we know, what the mind suppresses, the body expresses, and that's really what somatic expression is. So once the eating disorder stopped, I had a life-threatening condition of eczema where I was in bed for four years. And this is when I learned about tapping after many years of going through doctors and all the things that people do with chronic conditions, but really nothing was helping because underneath, it was really ultimately about a dysregulated nervous system, which is what I started unraveling through tapping and then, you know, the somatic work. And I think that so many people don't understand that the nervous system regulation is really key to any healing, whether it's the gut, autoimmunity, or any kind of chronic condition. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. I couldn't agree with you more on that because I see it all of my clients. I mean, we live in a world right now where everybody experiences stress on a daily basis, all different kinds of stressors. I love what you've said because I think many people have been brought up with the belief that, oh, I can work this out on my own. It's just a question of willpower, whatever that working it out is. And that it's, no, your body actually has been the nervous system that you're talking about and your chemistry has actually changed. And so taking a deep dive into like you're saying, what's the root cause of that is so important to heal. I love the expression, what the mind suppresses, the body expresses. That's just really, you know, the truth. And I think that, you know, by no, this is no fault, you know, of anybody or doctors or practitioners. I just, you know, it's my mission to educate people on these missing pieces because for someone like myself and many, many, many of the clients I work with, they're all still... And there's nothing wrong, right? I mean, we have practitioners. It takes a village, really, you know, sometimes to heal, depending on what our condition is. And everybody has their role. And I think that from my experience and from my learning, that there is this missing piece that people aren't really getting the education and the information they need on the nervous system regulation piece. And I just think that is so critical, even... As I mentioned earlier, bringing the somatic work in, even when I'm tapping on somebody, we need to be able to release these stored feelings or emotions that have been stuck somewhere, you know, and however that stops us or blocks us from moving forward. And we're, right, we're born as creatures to run from pain and run toward pleasure. So it takes sometimes a really long time for people to be able to gently go back in their body and feel what they've been avoiding feeling their whole lives. 
You know, so the somatic work for me and my work has been the foundational piece to be able to give them like a, like an anchor to feel safe so that we can then go into these emotional experiences. Um, does that make sense? Yes, it does. And especially because when you just say that obviously for survival, I would imagine, you know, people are avoiding the feelings because until they learn these different techniques or have somebody to guide them through releasing them, I would imagine that could be very disorienting, frightening on a lot of levels. I mean, you, wow, you've really experienced a lot, Jude, with your journey of eczema, asthma, and eating disorder. I would imagine you must have an amazing amount of compassion and understanding and a window into helping the people who come to you heal. Yeah, thank you for acknowledging that. I think that's what really affords me the opportunity to really be able to know the depths of one's suffering. I mean, obviously, everyone's suffering and journey was unique, but to understand what that might feel like, I, yeah, I do. And I believe that we can really only take our client as deep as we've gone ourselves. So I do tend to attract those clients that are really deeply suffering. And I, and I know what it is to want so badly to feel. And yet they're so stuck in the story or in, you know, like for me, I was just so tethered by fear that it was bigger than me for all those years. And as you just echoed, it was just too terrifying to even touch it, you know? So there was a lot of work, a lot of unraveling to be able to face my, you know, my past and then be able to recreate my story, to be able to tease out and recognize the things we do look to for survivability. You know, it was pure survival. And that's why there's people, you know, like myself and many other people who are able to help somebody understand the different phases and roles within this kind of an experience. And that we really do have more power than we know. It's just a matter of, there's no just in that. It's not just a matter. It's because that makes it sound really light. It's patient. It's a process. You know, we all have our version of what that takes. And it's really, I think it's a willingness and a commitment to take a type of radical responsibility that I think we have to be willing to do. Yes, it certainly sounds like you, anyone would need a lot of patience and radical responsibility. And I, I find it on a different topic, they're interrelated, obviously, with the gut. The same thing's true when people are, if they really want to make long-term sustainable changes to their diet. That always includes lifestyle changes. And it's slow. It's step by step. And it does take a lot of patience, even in when you're talking about something that isn't as uh, isn't traumatic necessarily like what you're working with, but it's still a slow process. And we live in a culture that is filled with such uh, immediate gratification on so many levels. <laughs> you really do have to remember to breathe. <laughs> so I want to ask you um, 
the question of if you could go back 20 years and give yourself health advice, what would it be? This is such a contemplative question because for me, it's so easy to just say, oh, I would do this differently and that differently with the thinking that, oh, then it would be different. And for me, my own personal philosophy is that I really believe that everything happens for me. And there is a, you know, I'm here in this life, a spiritual being, having a human experience, that everything that happens is for my learning, growth, and upliftment. And that my, you know, my purpose is to continue to become the truth of who I am. And so when I look back, while on one hand, yes, I could say, oh, I wish I never had any of those experiences, but really all of those experiences as horrific and tragic and challenging as they were really became the gifts in my life to be who I am today. You know, now I'm not saying everything's resolved and, you know, now I just ride on that, you know, that wave of glory, you know, and I'm so thrilled it all happened. But I really do see it as a means of me becoming and that process continues. So in a sense, I wouldn't really change it. And I believe that it happened for me to do the work I'm doing in the world and help on the level and the depth that is really my passion to be able to help people live liberated. Oh, I love what your purpose is, Jude, to become the truth of who you are. If someone is struggling with trauma, what are a few things they can do to begin to heal? That's such a great question, Sarah, and thank you for asking what resources we can give to people to meet them where they are right now. And as an introduction, there are many, many people to look into, such as Peter Levine, who is the founder of Somatic Experiencing, Gabor Mate, Vessel van der Kolk. They all have books in different various aspects of trauma. There is loads of YouTube videos. I'm involved in a company called Trauma Healing Accelerated, where they offer a 21-day journey teaching somatic work for 21 days. It's in a group setting. There's many mentors. I'm one of the mentors facilitating the work, and it's very profound and very transformative. And again, that's traumahealingaccelerated.com. And of course, then there's EFT as another resource for anyone who wants to explore any it's it's yes it's can be about trauma but it's also any challenges limiting beliefs experiences emotions that are present in their life today that are holding them back and that there might be other issues that they're not even sure what's present so that's that's i think a great start for people to explore what's available to them i hope that that's helpful so how, how can people reach you, Jude, to book a session or to reach out to you? So my website, pretty simple, is www.judeweber.com. That's probably the easiest way. Um, if they want to look up EFT International, that's for the governing body of EFT where I was accredited. I have a profile on that as well. But I think my website is probably the easiest to connect with me. That's great. Thank you so very much for sharing so much information and your story. And you're a wonderful resource. I'm sure people will be in touch with you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you for the work that you're doing in the world to help people because it's just, there's room for everybody, you know, to be able to bring our gifts and talents. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my piece and, you know, how I can support. Been a great pleasure. Thank you. For over 25 years, I was a teacher, and one of my greatest joys in life is seeing people light up when they have an aha moment. It is pure magic. I've now combined teaching with my knowledge of health into live workshops. I teach throughout the country about gut health and how to transform your health. If you'd like to know when I'll be in your city, subscribe to my newsletter in the description of this podcast.